to share with you um, something before we get in the Word and kind of start a new teaching series. I want to share something with you that, that kind of came to me this morning when I was praying. And uh, I, f- I felt like it was a specific word of encouragement for some in this place, maybe more than one. Um, and then after I share that, we'll, maybe we'll jump back into what hopefully will encourage everybody. But, and I'm just going to kind of give it to you like it came. Is that okay? Is that all right? And so... I'm going to start by uh, but just giving you the phrase that came to my mind. Can you put that up there, Amber? <clears throat> it's not about where and when you are. It's about who and what you are. It's not about where and when you are. It's about who and what you are. Some of us have spent a lot of time wallowing in frustration and heartache about where We are in this season of life. Let me say that again. Everybody focused? It's not about where and when you are. It's about who and what you are. Some of us have spent a lot of time wallowing in frustration and heartache about where we are in this season of our lives. And I want to encourage you. Seasons come and go. Each season has its purpose. Think about this. Think about it. Winters kill. Spring brings them back to life again. Summers scorch and falls refresh. I'll say that one more time. Winter kills things. Spring brings them back to life. Summer scorches and fall refreshes. Can I get an amen? Isn't that true? And it's good. But what is truer and what is better is that God is the one who created those seasons. The one who makes them come and makes them go. The ones that makes them go around. And who celebrates the outcome of each season. Because, of, because it is of his work and of his will. And it is for his good pleasure. That's Philippians 2, 13. And we can relax knowing that in the same way that he does not fail to bring spring right after winter. He will bring us back to life overflowing. I'm just reading it the way it came to me, okay? And right about the same time we start to celebrate how beautiful our gardens are, how great our lives are in the spring. Man, life's pretty good. In the spring, he brings the heat of the summer to remind us that without water, all things wither. And then... Right about the time you want to drop dead from the heat that comes from the summer, you hang on, you hang on, because you know cooler weather is coming. And it always does. Amen? But with the cooler weather comes comfort. And we settle into nice temperatures and beautiful fall colors. And just about the time we're thanking God 
for our lives again. Winter hits with its ability to make things bitter cold. And we find ourselves being killed all over again. Can I get an amen on that? And that cycle can be very hard. And there's times where you, you feel like you can't go on anymore. Am I the only one that has seen that, felt that, known that cycle? Is it just me? It's all of us. All of us have been in seasons where we have been thriving. And all of us, all of us have been in seasons where we feel like we're but surviving. Isn't that true? Of the two, which does the Lord want us to do? Thrive or survive? He wants us to thrive. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and life more abundant. Life to the full. Some versions literally say life overflowing. That's what he came to bring us. Back to life overflowing. And these seasons come and these seasons go. There's nothing we can do about it. It's gonna happen. So the question is, is how in the midst of those seasons do we thrive? How do we, how do we um, stay in the boat, if you will, with Jesus rather than sinking under the water? Being tossed back and forth by the waves. How does that happen? And the answer has to do with faith, doesn't it? Think about it. It's like you're on a journey. Think about if you were in a car. You're on a journey. And think about the ways, think about the ways a car goes or moves naturally. When it's a steep downhill, an easy downhill incline, uh, decline, what is the car going to do naturally? It's going to speed up. It's going to go fast. But as that decline, uh, in, decline levels out, what's going to happen to that car? It's going to coast. It's going to coast for as long as it can coast. And if it approaches a hill and begins to ascend the hill, what is it going to do? It's going to slow down. Not only will it slow down, eventually, if it doesn't make it to the top and get over, what is it going to do? It's going to go backwards. That is never what the Lord wants for us in Him. In the life that he has given us to steward in him. A life that has been filled with the Holy Spirit. He never wants us to just survive. He wants us to thrive. He never wants us to go backwards. Only moving forward. But, and yet he puts these seasons in our lives. That are like these little natural disasters. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's like how am I supposed to survive? It's hot out here. Or it's cold in here. And I'm dying. But he did provide the way, didn't he? Didn't he? And that's through faith. And that's what this series is about. How do we gain momentum? Not just coast. You know what? Coasting is almost as dangerous for a believer as going backwards. Because when we coast, we, we kind of feel, at least feel okay about where we're at. There's a level of comfort there. Because I'm moving. But the truth is, is I'm not going up. And Jesus said, who may... Or, uh, scripture says, who may ascend the holy hill of the Lord? He never talks about who may descend the holy hill of the Lord. The only descending he's talking about is, is not good. <laughs> you guys hear what I'm talking about? 
It's going up. And faith is what makes it possible for us to continue to climb, if you will, even in the midst of the winter season, the spring season. Because even in the spring season, when we feel good, we should be going higher. Isn't that true? In the summer, when it's scorching hot, and in the fall, when we get comfortably cool again, we should be going higher. We shouldn't be plateauing. We should be going higher. We should be going further, deeper. Amen? The only way to do that is to consider more than ever your faith. Your faith. I want you to turn to Philippians 1 real quick. Philippians 1, 6. I have one verse that we're going to look at tonight. One verse. And this verse is really going to set us up for the whole series. I know some of your stories. I don't know others. But I, I would bet that all of us have had intense winters, springs, summers, and falls. Intense times where it's been like I'm dying. It is bitter. I'm bitter at the other end of the season. But then also seasons where we are on top of the world and, and our fruit is abounding and our gardens are delightful. And then we come and see the heat wither our flowers away. And we get so discouraged. Because in the good times, God's there. But in the bad times, where's God? Am I wrong? Come on, you guys. We're a family. Am I wrong? In the good times, we're good with God. But in the bad times, where is God? Isn't that true? Can I tell you that Sean picked some great songs this morning to tell you he's always there. He's always there. He never leaves. He never lets go. He doesn't. Scripture says he doesn't leave us nor forsake us. Jesus said before he left this earth to fill us with his Holy Spirit, he says, I'm I'm going away, but I will be with you always. In this life, it's going to be hard, but don't worry about it. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. And there's an encouragement that comes, and it is centered around faith. Look at Philippians 1, 6. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who begins a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. And you might be thinking, okay, we're doing a teaching series on faith, brother. Not confidence or good works or the end times or whatever. What does the scripture fit in? Well, I'll tell you where it fits in because I feel like this scripture First of all, let me tell you, this is what I call my life scripture. Anybody ever had kind of got a life scripture or something that you always cling to? This is the scripture that I always cling to whenever I find myself, especially in one of the winter or summer seasons, when it's bitter cold or blazing hot. This is where I go. And I want to show you why and set up for the next couple of weeks, okay? Is that cool? It says, I am confident of this very thing, that he who begins a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. First, he starts out with saying, I am confident of this very thing. Let's pause right there and say that he is confident. He is confident. You know, when you look up the word in the Greek for faith, you know, when you try to do that word study thing, what you find is that that is the definition of faith. 
confidence. Not just confidence, but extreme confidence. Like, I am so confident. Overwhelmingly confident. Now, you can be confident about anything. You can be extremely confident about anything. I mean, other religions are confident about their faith. They're confident about this. I can be confident that, you know, whatever. We can apply that to anything. But when you look at the Word of God and you use that word faith in the context of the Bible, what you're saying is, I am confident that God is God. And you can break that down even more and say, I am confident that God is three in one. And I can break it down and, and get really specific and I say, and say, I am confident that God is the author of my life. He's the creator of all things. He's the father. He's the one who sustains all things, including my life. And you can go into all kinds of theological truths about God. And then you can look at Jesus, the son of God, and then you can start going to town on Jesus. I mean, it's all good. This whole thing is about Jesus, believe it or not. New Testament and Old Testament. And then you can consider the Holy Spirit who should not ever be left out of the Godhead. Ever. If he's left out of the Godhead, you are missing a serious ingredient as it relates to your faith. Major. But look what he says about this. I am confident. I am confident of this very thing. And then he goes into really what's broken down into three parts. He says, he who began a good work in you will be, well, it says, we'll, my version says, will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. And I want to just focus on something that I didn't plan on focusing on, but, but I'm going to. And we'll focus on the other stuff later. Right here where he says, um, he will begin a good work in you and will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. The idea is there, is there that the Lord has started something. But he is not going to stop for anything to complete what he has started in you. The word really that you can use there is faithful. <laughs> my, my sons memorize that scripture. And sometimes when we memorize scripture, we memorize it to, um, to beats. You know what I'm talking about? We kind of get groovy. And for this one, it's he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Until the day of Christ Jesus. And so we're all, <laughs> who, you know, and we kind of get into it and it's fun, you know. But that's, the, that's what we, that's what I had them say. We'll be faithful to complete it. Because when you're in the winter months and when you're in the summer months, if there's one thing you need to be able to hang on to, to believe, to be confident of, is that he is faithful. He is faithful to finish what he started in you. Because when we get in those seasons, we start thinking, okay, it's done. Okay, oh, I'm about to die. This is the end of all things good for me. It's the end. Whatever it is, the feelings and emotional emotions during those times are just crazy, outrageous, and many, aren't they? But faith says, faith says, know that he is faithful. He is full of, he is faithful. He is going to complete what he started in you. He doesn't back off. He doesn't back down. Ever. I got to thinking about Joshua during worship. And the story of Joshua. And how. Well, this is Joshua 1. I'm just going to read for a little bit. Now it came about after the death of Moses. 
that the servant of the Lord, uh, Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, and Moses, uh, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am going to give you uh, to them and to the sons of Israel. And that when it says arise, I think I've shared this before, but that word arise indicates uh, it's your turn now. It's your turn. Arise, you're the man. You're the one. Moses is dead. Arise, it's time for you to step up. And I don't, I don't think Joshua overall had a problem with that. But consider the things that were before him. On a, on a social level, personal level, he's about to have to follow Moses. That's kind of a hard act to follow. Wouldn't you guys agree? And think about the things that he was about to endure, a season that he was about to go into. He was about to go into taking the land. And he knew what he was going to encounter. He knew firsthand by sight. You know how I know that? Because the reason the people wandered in the desert for 40 years is because Joshua and Caleb went into the land to spy it out. What do we need to do to kick their tails? And they came back and they're like, they're giants, but they look kind of weak. And everybody's like, they're giants? Like how big? We're like grasshoppers compared to them. But we can do it. And the people grumbled and said, no, we can't do it. We can't do it. What did they have a lack of? Faith. A lot of people, and I think maybe I said this last week, but a lot of people think that it was the whole golden calf thing that had the people wandering, wandering around in the desert. It wasn't. It wasn't the golden calf. It wasn't the idol worship. You would think idol worship is going to send them around the mountain. It wasn't. It was their lack of faith. Do you realize that? It was their lack of faith. That sent them around the mountain. So here Joshua is. It's time for him to take the land. It's not just, he wasn't just leading the people of Israel. He's probably okay with that. He'd been mentored very well probably by Moses. You remember Joshua was the one. Remember Pastor Olin talked about that. Joshua was the one that stood at the door when Moses went into the tabernacle and when, when he came out. He knew what was up when it came to the worship and the leading of the people. And he knew quite a bit about war. But he also knew what the giants in the land looked like. He remembered. You can't tell me that he wasn't thinking, this is going to be a rough season. And I think God in his compassion knew that it was going to be rough. And look at what he says. He reaffirms, reestablishes, and encourages him. Every place on which the sole of your feet treads, I have given to you. You've given it to me? I've given it to you. Like, it's already mine. Uh, it's already yours. All you got to do is believe it. Just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness of this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, as the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea towards the setting of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and courageous. For you shall give this people possessions of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. I just read that twice. Only be strong and very courageous is what I meant to say. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. 
This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? (laughs) Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. This is the third time he says it. And then look what he says. Do not tremble or be dismayed. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The core of all that, being strong and being courageous, there's no way you can do that unless you have a, an extreme confidence, a firm conviction that God is God and he can do it. Now this is the Old Testament and there were only types and shadows pointing ahead to Jesus unless you count Melchizedek and that's pretty cool. We won't go there. And the Holy Spirit, when you have a firm conviction about the role of the Father, the role of the Son, and the role of the Holy Spirit in your life, you have only one option when approaching seasons, and that is with strength, and that is with courage. Amen? That's the only thing. And that stems from faith, a a strong conviction, a firm conviction, an extreme confidence. He started, and we're going to talk about this next week, how he began a good work in this and what it means to complete that work. But I want you to know this week where that whole process, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and lay the weeks out for you. Can I do that? God, he began a good work in us, every one of us. He gives us faith. And we're going to talk about what that looks like next week. And I'll give you a little precursor or a pre, I don't, I'm going to give you something. <laughs> Whatever the word is. Everyone has been given faith. The measure of faith, Scripture says. So you can't say, well, it's not me. I just don't have any. Yes, you do. He who began that work in you, giving you that faith, will be faithful to complete it. The next week after that will be how he builds our faith. And there's very specific ways in Scripture on how he builds our faith. Very specific ways. And then the last week is how he rewards our faith. You guys, this is huge because there's great motivation. This is exactly what he's talking about. Look, he who be, I am confident of this very thing that he put faith in me. He's going to be faithful to build it and then he will reward it. It's certainly on the day of Christ Jesus when I stand before the Father. But he will reward it along the way. And that's what we need to have hope for in our hearts, in our lives. Some of you are going through the mess of your life. And you see no end to the tunnel. But I'm telling you, there is an end. And it's not death, but it's life everlasting. I mean, we have to rise up with the faith that God has done this. He's begun this. Through His Son, we have eternal life. And the Holy Spirit in us, reaffirming, encouraging us, counseling us, comforting us every step of the way. It doesn't matter what season. If it's a winter or summer season or if it's a wonderful spring or fall, He is there. And our responsibility is to jump into that faith and to move forward not as one who coasts. Coasting doesn't work. You, you, you don't, coasting is like that midway. We talked about that last week. It's not hot nor cold. It's not slow nor fast. And things that are in the middle, God, it just kind of gets on God's nerves. 
You know what I'm talking about? You see that all through Scripture. It gets on his nerves when things are like in, in the gray. And so we have to get out of the gray. Amen? We don't need to be, certainly don't need to be slowing down. We don't need to be going backwards. We, you don't need to be coasting either. We've got to be going forward. Now, some of you are like, man, there's just no way. I mean, there's no way. When those times hit, it is so incredibly hard. Man, I know. But you see it all over Scripture. The impossible performed. The impossible it wasn't it Joshua who's like, We're, we need more time, God. I know we'll win. I know we win. But we need more time. So what does he do? I got an idea, God. Why don't you stop the sun for a while? That'll hook us up and we will be able to kick their tails. Just need more time. God's like, all right, I can do that. And the sun stops in the sky. Are you kidding me? Now you can't tell me that the same Faith that was given by the same God to Moses isn't the same faith that he gave to me. That's why Jesus says audacious things like if you just have the faith of a mustard seed, just a little bit, you can move mountains. I don't think he was just trying to be a poet at the moment. It's something that he has literally seen to, to move a mountain. To me, to move a mountain would even seem easier somehow because at least you have explosive. You you know, that seems easier than stopping the sun. So if he's saying you can move mountains, then that's like uh, we've already seen God do greater things than that. Amen. And this is what he wants to do. He wants us to move forward. And this is a new year. And some of you are, I mean, even the fact that so many of you are here on a Saturday night when it's difficult, you probably had all kinds of options, but you're here. There's something in you that says, 2014 is going to be different. I don't know how, I don't know. Some of, you are, some of you are going through difficult times and stuff like that for sure, but some of you are rocking and rolling. Some of you are in a better place than you've been, than you've, than you've been in a long time, maybe even ever. And it doesn't matter if life stinks or if life is being celebrated <laughs> we still have to move forward with faith. You have to move forward with faith. There's got to be this holy momentum, if you will, a holy momentum that can only be um, produced and gained and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Continued. Sustain. All those words by faith. And the minute faith becomes inactive on whatever level, and we'll talk about that over the next couple weeks, whenever faith becomes inactive, that's when we start coasting, and if you coast, you know the deal. Eventually, you're going to stop or you're going to hit an incline. You're going to hit a winter. You're going to hit a summer. And you're going to go backwards. Amen. We don't want that. We don't want that. I love this. He who began a good work and you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. He's given us faith. What are we doing with it? He'll be faithful to do his part. On our part, it is activating that fight. Be strong. Be strong. And courageous. And we'll talk about a lot more scriptures. I'm going to have Sean and the team come up. We're going to talk about a lot more scriptures over the next... It'll be three weeks. It'll be three weeks. Uh, three more weeks. So this week and three more. And what I want us to do for, for tonight... It's been the last 15 minutes. It's only 6.15. Isn't that cool? You're like, really? How'd you do that? You never do that. 
shh, we have visitors, okay? Is I want us to just, um, just dive in. Last week we talked about how you can't just come in to the presence of the Lord. You have to press in. And that's the key to faith. That's why I taught that last week. You can't just come in. You have to press in. If you come in and come in and come in and come in and come in, there's only one thing you will become. It's not a faith-filled Christian. It's a religious Christian. But when you press in, something happens. You're filled with something. Actually, no, it's not even that you're filled with it. You are filled with it. But something in you builds. Something grows. Something expands. And what that is, and I've got all kinds of ways. I'm going to show you that two weeks from now. What that is, is your faith. Every time you press in, think about it this way. You have a bench and a military. And you have a, are there any more presses, Marvin? Leg press and shoulder press. And we all do it to impress people, right? That was cheesy. (laughs) But when you press in, pressing into God is the same thing as pushing that weight. And sometimes when you get in the presence of the Lord and you press in and you get there, He tears you down. He reminds you, you are this compared to me. But that tearing down is always for the purpose of building up. You guys hear what I'm saying? Winter Death is for the purpose of spring life. Amen? Amen. So let's stand and let's press in.